Hello, everybody. Welcome to season two, episode one. Can you guys believe it? Season one is done. But again, welcome to season two, episode one of God is Within Her podcast. Um, the title of this podcast is going to be The Backup Plan. The title of this episode, I'm sorry. But we're going to go ahead and dive into prayer. Um, I'm just going to basically be talking about the foundation of when the earth was created, how God created Adam and Eve and his backup plan that he had when Adam and Eve ate the fruit in the garden. So, Father God, we come to you right now to thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for allowing us to be in this moment, God, to be in your presence, God, for your word says that in your presence, God, there is fullness of joy. So, God, we say thank you right now. God, we pray that you will open up our spiritual ears, God, open up our spiritual eyes to see and hear the things that you need us to hear and see, Lord God. We ask that you will cleanse and purify our hearts, oh God. Forgive us of any unforgiveness, Lord God. Cleanse and purify us, oh God. Remove any unforgiveness or bitterness out of our hearts and our minds, God. We ask right now that you will forgive us if we thought, said, or done, or watched, or listened to, or even taught anything that wasn't pleasing unto you, Lord God, or that may have grieved your spirit. We ask that you will touch our hearts and our minds, God, and that you will just strengthen us, God, and we give you the glory, we give you the praise, and the thanks, oh God, and we just lift you up. We pray that this word will be a nourishment to our bodies, oh God. Help us to not just sit on this word, God, but to share it with those around us, God, so that this word can touch the nations, Lord God. So we give you the glory, the thanks, and the praise, and we lift you up. In Jesus' name we pray. Your will be done. Amen. Alrighty, guys. So again, we will be coming out of Genesis, the book of Genesis, literally just starting from chapter one. So the other day I was taking some notes about Genesis. I was taking some notes regarding Adam and Eve. So <clears throat> the title, the backup plan came into my mind and I was like, literally Jesus, when God sent Jesus to the earth to die for our sins, that was his backup plan from Adam and Eve. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and just get started. So I took some notes and I'm going to share them with you guys. And then we'll also dive into scripture because, you know, we got to have the word as well because that's important. So let me go to, <clears throat> excuse me, the word. We're going to go to Genesis. I'll be reading it in the message version. You can read it in any version you want. Or, you know what, I'll just read it in the NLT version. <clears throat> excuse me. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and just read... Um, the first chapter of Genesis in the NLT version. It says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters from the heavens, from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed bearing plant 
and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants, and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, let the lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. An evening passed and morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind. Livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food, and I have given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Guys, this just this is just so powerful. The first chapter is so powerful, it almost literally makes me cry every time I read it. But it's just so amazing how God has formed literally the earth. Like the foundation of the earth, how Genesis describes how God created the earth literally from the skies to the seas to the dry land to the birds to the the larger animals the creatures in the sea is just so amazing and it's 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 literally like so heartfelt and it's just like this is what God has created for us it's amazing but I'm gonna continue here so some notes that I took down I'm going to read maybe I'm gonna do um I'm going to jump to Genesis 2, but I'll read. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm going to read from verses 
four to verses. Let's see. Hold on, y'all. Um. Okay. You know what? I'm going to just read from 4 to 24. Uh-oh. Okay. It says, The man and woman in Eden. It says, When the Lord God made the heaven and the earth, the earth's in the heaven, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered the land. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. My God, he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, water in the garden, then dividing into four branches. The first branch, called the Phison, flowed around the entire land of Havilah, where gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Aromatic rinsing and onyx stone are also found there. The second branch, called the Gihon, followed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch, called the Tigris, flowed east of the land of Ashur. The fourth branch is called the Euphrates. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. The Lord God said, it is not good for men to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals, and all these, the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky and all the wild animals. But there still was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone of my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Wow. Amazing. That's all I have to say is amazing. So literally just from chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, I just finished Genesis chapter 2. So with the notes that I came up with, as you guys can see from the reading that I just read, in the title, the backup plan, it literally, the notes that I have, it says, when God created Adam from the dust of the ground and breathed breath into his nostrils, and then he became a living creature, a living human being. So to sum it all up, when God created Adam from the dust of the ground, 
And then he created Eve from the rib of Adam because he knew that Eve need. I mean, he knew that, that Adam needed a companion. So the animals weren't enough as a helper for him. So he decided to create Eve. And he warned both of them not to eat from the tree, not to eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so when God created, created means to make. It's the beginning of something. So when God formed the earth and he formed Adam and he gave Adam these instructions to not eat from that tree, but he had also given Adam the authority. So authority means power. So he had given Adam the power and the authority to name all of those animals that he created, the birds of the sky, the creatures in the sea, the large animals and the little ones that scurry across the ground. So when God gave Adam that authority to name every living creature, Adam named those creatures. And when God felt that he still needed a companion, he sent Eve. So when God sent Eve, a companion is a friend, someone that will be there. So he placed them into this. He placed Adam into this deep sleep and he began to create Eve from from Adam's ribs. And so Adam says, at last, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from men. And so previously, like I said before, God had warned both of them. He warned Adam first and warn means to alert. It means to notify. So when he warns them not to eat from the tree, this the tree was literally it was basically forbidden. Forbidden means prohibited. It means no access. You can't go there. It's banned. And but the enemy, which I have not read and got to that part is in chapter three. But I'll just sum it up. I won't read the whole chapter. I'll just give you guys a summary of chapter three. So in chapter three, that's when the enemy sneaks in, slithers his slithery butt in and deceives Eve. Now, notice he didn't deceive Adam. He deceived Eve. Deceive means to trick. It means to 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 literally trick someone. And so he deceived Eve into eating this fruit. And so Eve was then able to convince Adam to eat the fruit. So when Adam ate the fruit, when Eve ate the fruit first, then Adam eats the fruit. God literally knew that they were going to have a downfall. God, because one, because God sees and he knows all things. So he, this was not nothing new to God. God knew that this was going to happen. So the purpose of my title, the backup plan, I say the backup plan because even though Adam and Eve ate this fruit from this tree. After he told them not to be after he told them not to eat from the tree, they they disobeyed him to disobey means to defy. It means to go against. And so when they disobeyed God's word, when he said, don't eat from this tree, when Eve eats the fruit first, she finally convinces Adam to eat the fruit. When Adam eats the fruit, they both felt ashamed. So if if I can go back to the reading, I know in chapter, I think it was chapter one, it says they felt no shame. No, it was chapter two. They felt no shame that they were naked. So they were both in that, the Garden of Eden naked, but they felt no shame that they were naked. But notice how once they ate the fruit, 
when they ate the fruit, they felt ashamed because they were naked in the garden and they were trying to hide from God and God knew exactly where they were in this, in the garden of Eden. He just wanted to see exactly what they was going to say, what they was going to do. But God knew how he already knew what was up. And so he's calling out to their name. He's calling out, he's calling out to Adam and he's calling out to Eve and they were hiding behind these trees. And so they, they made these these clothings to put on because they felt so ashamed that they were naked. But before they ate the fruit, they felt no shame. And so just to kind of summarize this, the, the enemy came in, deceived Eve, and she was able to convince Adam to eat the fruit. So where the backup plan comes in is Jesus knew that all of this stuff was going to happen. So he had in his plan, Jesus, his one and only begotten son as his backup plan. He knew that he was going to send his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us so that we may have eternal life. So this is what happens. A covenant is an agreement. There was a covenant between Adam and Eve. There was a covenant between God in Adam and Eve as well. So they had this covenant, which is an agreement, but that covenant was broken. The covenant was broken when Adam and Eve ate the fruit in the garden. So because that covenant was broken, our friendship with God was broken. So God had to send Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. God had to send Jesus into the world as a human into the world To die on the cross for our sins so that he can reconcile our friendship with him. So that he can reconcile the covenant that we once had with God. But because the promise was broken, but because the covenant was broken, Jesus was the backup plan to reconcile our friendship with God. So when God sends Jesus on earth, born from Mary... And Joseph, when God sends him on earth, Jesus is working all these miracles. He's he's turning water into wine at weddings. He's healing the sick people. He healed the woman with the issue with blood. He healed the men with leprosy. He healed the, the paralytic man. He healed the blind Bartimaeus. He began to perform all these healing miracles. And not only was it healing miracles, but God began to heal. He began to to feed the hungry. He was raising people from the dead and he raised Lazarus from the dead. And he he was raising these these people that were sick and they were ill, close to death. And he was healing their bodies. And he was feeding people, thousands of people where he he started off literally with two loaves of fish and five pieces of bread. He literally fed 5,000 people. Now you tell me that's not no miracle. So Jesus came to earth working miracles back to back, left to right. And he was just going all in for the kingdom. And so people that were literally there to witness this some people still didn't believe most people saw him as a prophet 
not knowing that he was the Messiah, not knowing that he was the one and only begotten son that came to redeem the world, that came to redeem us from our sins, that came to, to bear our sins on the cross. There's seven bill, there's billions of people on this earth. And Jesus literally bore every one of our sins on that cross from generation to generation, from past generations, from generation to generation to generation and generations to come. He literally bore our sins on the cross. Just so that we can have our friendship reconciled with God, just so that we may have eternal life with God. Because God knew that that Adam and Eve was going to screw up. He had a backup plan, Jesus, and he sent his one and only son. He sacrificed his son to die for us. To die for us sinners. He sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? And to know that Jesus was this perfect man that never sinned. He was righteous and holy. He never sinned. Yes, Jesus was tempted, but he never sinned. And to take all of this on as this innocent person, as this person that never, ever, ever, ever dabbled into sin, that never thought of sin, that never sinned. But to think about all of these sins that everyone in this world and generations to come has been piled on him on that cross. And he did it just so that we can have eternal life with Christ. And so my whole reasoning for this, this podcast episode for the title, the backup plan is Jesus came to earth to save us. He came to earth to reconcile our friendship. He came to earth so that we may have eternal life. And a lot of people don't believe that a lot of people don't believe because either they refuse to believe, they don't know how to believe. Their hearts are hardened. But to know that we have been saved, not by our works, not by the things that we do daily, but by God's grace. We have been saved by God's grace. And to know that we've been saved by the grace of God. It makes us go harder for the kingdom. It makes us share the word a little bit more. It makes us read the word a little bit more. And, and, and our righteousness before God is like a filthy rag. We are not these perfect people. We are not this holy person, this, this holier than thou person, this I'm more righteous than you person, but we are literally saved by God's grace. And I just thank God that he saved us from sin. He literally saved us from a life of eternal damnation. He literally saved our souls. And so to know that 
it's amazing because we can go out and testify. We can go out and share his word to those around us to evangelize. Go out and share the word because there's people in this world that don't know about the word. There's people in different countries where they have to literally hide and read Bible scriptures because they're being killed for for testifying. They're being killed for believing. So to know that you have this freedom of speech to know that you have this this right to share this word why not go out and evangelize why not go out and and share a video on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook get on live and 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 you know share a word because the world needs it and we know that the gospel has to be taught to every nation to all the nations here on earth. But in order for that to happen, we have to go out and share the word. We have to go out and testify. Our testimony is someone else's breakthrough. And so it's very important to know the foundation of and, and the creation of literally where, where it all started. And that's where I'm coming from. Out of Genesis, literally, that's the foundation of the earth. That's the foundation of the world. We literally were born from dust. We were literally born from the dust. We were created from the dust of the ground. And God still knows that we are nothing but just dust. But he still loves us despite our mistakes, despite our sin, despite our shortcomings, despite anything that we've done that wasn't pleasing unto him. I just thank God that he saw beyond our faults. That he still loved us even though we were sinners. That he still loved us even though we were doing things that we had no business doing. I just thank God that he took us out of situations that we put ourselves in and he didn't hold it against us. It amazes me how, how much, literally how much grace there is. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. But that doesn't mean to just willfully sin and do exactly what you want to do all the time, all day long. You're going to do what you want to do because you know that there's grace. We don't want to take advantage of his grace. We can know that when we make mistakes, I have grace. When we fall short, I have grace. When I screw up, I have grace. When I'm angry, I have grace. When I'm frustrated, when I slip up and and do something that I'm not supposed to be doing, I have grace. So I pray that God will help us to walk in his grace, that he will help us to to walk in his peace, knowing that we have been saved by his grace and that he loves us unconditionally. And no matter what it is that you've done, there's nothing that can separate you from God's love. God's love is is so big for all of his children here on earth. Even the bad guys, God love them. So it's important that we love one another. It's important that we share the word with one another. It's important that we pray for one another. It's, a pray, it's, a, it's important that we help one another. 
We are all one body in Christ. We are all brothers and sisters. And how can, how can, how can other people learn or, or know of Christ if we're not sharing the word? You can evangelize by sharing the word on all the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever podcast is like. I encourage you guys to get a podcast. I encourage you guys to go on live and just share the word. And if you don't know where to start in the Bible, because I didn't know where to start when I first got my Bible, I did not know where to start. But then if you start in the Gospels where like Mark, Matthew, Luke and John, if you read those Gospels, they are so, so powerful. And it literally shows you God's character. It literally shows you Jesus character, literally shows you the miracles that he worked, all of these great things that Jesus did when he came here on earth. So that's a great, great, great start for people that don't know where to start. So I encourage you guys to read the word, start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I promise you, you will not regret it. So I just encourage you guys to read the word, pray, pray for other people, share the word, whether it be on platforms or out in person, however you want to do it, sharing the word, just know that you sharing the word is going to please God. And it's important that we know the foundation that we know where we were created from, that we know how we were created. It's important that we know the word because the Bible even says that it says, be ready to, to explain to people why you believe, be ready to explain to people why you have hope. There's going to be some people that's going to ask you, why do you believe in God? Why do you believe in Jesus? And you have to be ready to answer and know why you believe in him and it starts first in the word you have to know the word and of course there's some parts of the bible that we don't know there's some parts i don't know i don't know the whole bible from front to back there's some parts that i have never even read before but each day that you read and you devote this this time in your in 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 the bible or you devote this time in prayer and spending time with god the more that you will know the word the more that you will know God's character, the more that you will um, be close to him. And so I just encourage you guys to to read the word. And there's a lot of other things that people get onto. You guys get on trends and TikToks and all those things. That's cool and all. But to know the word is more important. To share the word is more important. So I just encourage you guys to just read the word. Share the word, love your neighbors, pray for them, and just do the best you can. It's honestly all I can say. Like, we're not perfect. We're going to fall short. God knows it, but there's grace. There's grace. Like, God could have literally, after Adam and Eve bit that fruit, he could have said, you know what? I'm not doing this. Shut it down. He could have said that, but he did not because his love for us is so great. That he sent his only son, his only begotten son, sacrificed his son for us, sent his son into the world as a, in, in the human flesh and died for us. And then he sent the Holy Spirit to comfort us 
when Jesus ascended up into heaven. How amazing is that to know that we have a comforter in the same the same comfort that the Holy Spirit gives us, we are able to give to those around us. So that is why it's important that we love one another. It's important that we share the word with one another. It's important that we we be there for one another. When someone is grieving, when someone is going through something, be there for that person. So I just wanted to encourage you guys that I wanted to get this word over to you guys. Um, Just to encourage you all to know, to let you guys know that God loves us unconditionally. So much that he sent his only son. Now, how many of y'all would send y'all only son to die for some people that were sinful and just for, for to die for some evil people? He was even Jesus when Jesus was getting nailed to the cross. He was literally dying for the people that was nailing him to the cross. Wow. Just think of that. Wow. That's amazing. No matter what bad you've done, God still loves you. You are loved. You are forgiven and you are not forsaken. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. Stay encouraged. Stay in the word. And y'all be blessed. Tune into the next episode. I'll be posting that soon for episode two but thank you guys so much for tuning into this word um and i'm just gonna go ahead and say a prayer so we can pray out um oh god we thank you for allowing us to be in this moment god to be in your presence god we thank you for allowing us to um get this word lord god i thank you for allowing me to share this word lord god and for those that are listening god i pray that their ears are open god to receive this word lord god i pray that they will digest this word lord god that they will not just sit on it god but they will share it with someone around them oh god we pray right now god that you will just mold us and shape us to be who you've called us to be oh god we thank you god that there is purpose in our lives oh god we thank you that there is destiny in our lives oh god we say thank you you right now God we know that you did not bring us this far to leave us oh God so God we pray right now God that you will help us to evangelize God that you will help us to share your word God help us to not be afraid Lord God to share your word Lord God we pray for a daily dose of holy boldness to share your word we pray God that you will remove all fear all anxiety God when it comes to to recording on a platform Lord God to share your word or even even just evangelizing on the streets, Lord God. We ask that you will just give us a holy boldness, Lord God, to share your word. We ask that you will just continue to help us to share your word so that we can multiply it to more people and more people and it will be a domino effect so that the nations will know your word. We lift you up today, God, and tomorrow and forevermore. We say thank you for your grace. We say thank you for your mercy, God, because if it had not have been for you, if it had not have been for your son, Jesus Christ, we would all be doomed. But God, we say thank you that you you saw beyond our faults. We say thank you that you still loved us despite the sins, God. We say thank you, God, that you you care for us. We say thank you, God. For being the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And we lift you up today, oh God. And we say thank you, God, and we magnify your name. And this we do, and, your, and this we do pray in your son Jesus' name. Your will be done. Amen, amen, and amen. <laughs>